What's up? We've prepared as much as we can. It's time to just turn the mics on and go. Yeah, we can. One can only prepare for, um, like, you know, greatness. I guess one has to prepare greatly for greatness, but not you and I. No, it just kind of comes naturally to us. Isn't that funny how we're just the exception to the rule? Yeah, we've kind of broken the mold on what a podcast should be. <laughs> They always say, you know, you don't think it's going to happen, like the worst is going to happen to you. And it doesn't. It just doesn't. No, everything's coming up roses for you and I. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Welcome, everybody, back to The Big If. Um, if you didn't know, we are a podcast of two uh, super successful men uh, just sharing life tips with you and asking the big, hard hitting questions. Um, like this one that I wrote down the other day, I just want to start off with this. Um, this isn't a block material, but fuck it. Let's try it out. Uh, mm. Let me ask you, do you have any prized possessions? Hmm. Do I have any prized possessions? Like your house got, gets, it catches fire <laughs> and you're like, I need to outside of my dog and all the, uh, you know, the actual life that, that exists in these house. I need to get this out. And I'm not saying that you're going to die for it, but you know, you might, you might get like a little burn on your elbow. Yeah. Um, nothing really jumps off the page at me. Um, I feel like I would grab, I mean, I hate to say this, but I feel like I would grab my phone and my computer just cause it's got, yeah. you know, pictures files for both work and pleasure um yeah i'm looking around my little studio slash spare bedroom slash storage space and there's like nothing uh the picture of me you and cassie moore i might grab that <laughs> yeah that's that's what i was thinking um yeah I actually have, well, first of all, what are, what, what is your prize possession? What would you try to save? Um, I've got a, a Tony La Russa signed baseball. Yeah, no, I, I do, but that wouldn't be my first choice. Um, probably, probably go with, uh, like a wedding album or something. That'd be nice to, uh, uh to sal salvage, but then you're absolutely, you're spot on, like, what I'm talking to you on my computer, like I interact with this and my phone, like as a livelihood. So I would probably, um, I'd get the computers out first, then maybe like a camera or something. And yeah. then um, like actual sentimental stuff. Uh, actually, literally, <coughs> I think about it, this desk uh, that, I am, that I've been working on, uh, I've had in my entire life like uh, growing up and everything so i might uh I might save this desk if i could that, that that'd be a big one to pull out of a burning house though if i it is wooden and it's heavy yeah i think uh if my house caught on fire i would use my wedding album as kindling to <laughs> to, to just make sure that it burns enough for the insurance to come in yeah, I would say, oh, I've been I've been looking for a reason to catch this thing on fire. Here's the perfect opportunity. Oh man. Yeah. Uh but I wanted to tell you a quick uh Cassie Moore story if you've got time. I, of course, I've got I've got time. Let's talk about Cassie Moore. She's our number one fan. Number uh, she's probably top ten. Uh I would disagree at this point. I think she hates our uh, guts. Um, not yours as much. Mine, I'm pretty sure. All right. Um, so Cassie and I had a little bit of a falling out back in the spring after uh, the much talked about trip that I took to Palm Beach and Cucina to see her. Yeah, which is uh, like a dream come true. Yeah. And that night, you know, as, as a non-drinker, I... I simply ordered a, a club soda and nothing more. 
Um, I think she had one glass of wine, so it wasn't like we racked up a large bill together anyway. But uh, I think, like, I, I think we've talked about this in the past, but I think she must have heard some things on the radio uh, that didn't come out of my mouth, but that rubbed her the wrong way. And she sent a pretty people telling her that saying like that her music is terrible. Um, I think it was more about the fact that people were calling her like a trust fund baby and whatnot. Mm. I think she really took offense to that. Uh, but she made sure to point out in this scathing middle of the night Instagram message that she sent way back when, uh, that it was her hard earned money that paid for my club soda that night. Um, all right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And she, she went ahead and, and blocked me on Instagram and probably Twitter too. Um, formerly, but, by the way, well, you might, you might check X. I don't know. Yeah. So she also has this fan account that goes by at Cassie Smiles. Oh, okay. And I am 97% sure that we've got a Kevin Durant situation on our hands and it is her operating it. Ah, uh, a Finsta, if you will. <laughs> yeah, a Finsta, if you will. So last week, one night... Uh, she made her own fan account. <laughs> I saw that the Cassie Moore fan account posted some picture of Cassie. And uh, I think I just commented on it. I must have been in a shit disturbing mood because I just commented and go, I miss her. <laughs> okay. Were you blocked? Uh, no, not right away. Initially, the fan account engaged. It was like, oh, aren't you that fan that... Uh, was talking about Cassie on the radio and this and that. And, uh, yeah. And once again, the fan account this time brought up the paying for the club soda thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely her. So then I, uh, I said something like, well, if you, I mean, her, she is that hard up for the money for the club soda, I can Venmo you for it. Like just really digging into the smart assness. Okay. And then courting conflict. And then then the actual Cassie account unblocked me so that she could engage in the conversation. Which is absolutely just diabolical psychotic behavior. Cause that, that's definitely her, by the way, uh, on her fan account. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're going to operate under the assumption that the fan account is her, that means that she logged out of the fan account, logged into the Cassie account, unblocked me, commented, logged back into the fan account. Com she was going back and forth. Um, but she said something about she's already because uh, not me, but somebody else related to the, the radio show uh, made a made some fan music where they spliced together steadfast eyes with forgot about Dre. Oh, that's cool. And she must have Googled her name or somehow stumbled upon that. Cause she acted like that was a big deal. And she's the Cassie account said that she had already had one conversation with the legal team at Hubbard radio and she didn't want to have to have another. And what? yeah, I guess, I guess she, she was not happy and I'm sure her legal team was in contact with Marshall Mathers and his legal team since she claims they're such good friends. So well, hold on real quick. I, I I'm on Instagram and I just searched Cassie Moore fan and this just wall of Sydney sweet <laughs> posts came up. Is does she play a girl named Cassie on something? Anyways, uh, what is the what is the title of this? I'm curious. I want to read the comment. Cassie or, smiles. Cassie smiles. It's spelled uh, like I would think it would be spelled. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. So she just she kind of talked about because she knows that TMA is a a Hubbard entity, 
And I guess she was trying to scare me into thinking that she's already contacted legal about her music being used in a remix that we did not profit off of. It was played to come back from commercial break one time, but uh, well, then... a, re a remix is fair game, isn't it? Especially if you're not playing the entirety of the song. Yeah. And especially if you're just, if you're not profiting off of it, we weren't using it for like commercial purposes or anything, but yeah, it's like fan fiction pretty much. Like basically. I... Yeah. 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 And then, uh, then a minute or two later, and I had kind of already decided, all right, this has gone far enough. I don't need to be getting into arguments with a person and her self-operated fan account on the internet. So I, I was going to bail anyway, but then I was re-blocked by Cassie and then blocked by Cassie Smiles. So are you? did you find the post? No, I didn't. Um, honestly, I searched Cassie Smiles and I don't, uh, I get Cassie Dot Smiles, but that doesn't look like her. Cassie Smiles 0318. I, I don't know who this is. So I don't, I, I'd rather hear it from you than to actually uh, research this. Yeah, so that's my Cassie Moore update. Um, well, great. Um, I'm, all of our fans have been wondering about it. It was our highest listened to episode there for a little bit. I don't know if it still is. Well, cause, probably because she's logging into six different accounts and listening to it. Hey, they don't ask how. They just ask how many. Yeah. So uh, DeSantis has left the house, I guess is uh, what we're saying. Yeah, I don't know that we'll be getting Cassie back on for a repeat interview. Did you ever see, uh, speaking of Ron DeSantis, old Ron, Ronald McDonald DeSantis, did you um, ever see uh, photos of his shoes? No. Should I have? So there's there's a, a, a theory out there that when you look at some of his shoes, it's like, it's like a weird... Uh, it doesn't look like real feet are in those shoes. And so you're going, all right, he's standing on lifts and he's standing in, he must be standing in them like, like he's wearing high heels or something like that. It just, it looks awkward. So I'm, I went to Google and I typed in Ron DeSant and you get the Google suggestions and the fourth option is Ron DeSantis shoes there you go. Click on that. The option. fifth is Ron DeSantis heels. Which one should I click <laughs> on? Yeah. Which one? Uh, either one. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it, yeah. He's he's just. It's just so funny because I think he's. Uh, uh, I don't know. You see something like that, and you just kind of you just kind of laugh. Yeah. This is from the New York Magazine. And the title is Ron DeSantis is almost definitely wearing lifts in his boots. <laughs> how many? I'm curious, like, how many poll points would he get if he was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I'm a shorter man. I'm a short king. And I'm tired of standing on my tippy toes just to reach the uh, podium here. And then he's he basically just like takes out a block of wood or something. He's like, I'm going to stand on this just so I can uh, reach the podium. And uh, I wonder if he would get like some like like a jump in the polls for feeling authentic or vulnerable. As a short king, I both I respect him wearing lifts, if that is the case. Are you would you wear lifts? I would. Would you really? Yeah. You're not I would best. not want it to be obvious. I'm not trying to wear like obvious lifts, but if I thought I was in a situation where I needed a little boost, I would most definitely do it. Wow. I guess I've never thought about it. I'm I'm not I'm neither tall nor short though. I'm pretty medium sized. So it's um <laughs> it would never occur to me to to wear lifts. Yeah, I mean, I uh in the in the world of the single in your mid to late 30s i've been in situations where height has mattered and i know <laughs> i know down here in 58ville it's not you know population me and it's not uh i've been rejected before when i was honest about my height i think that's ridiculous um i think that's just ridiculous i guess in uh fact 
the girl that height shamed me. She uh, was come on the podcast, wasn't she? I tried hard. I threw everything but the kitchen sink at her, and I thought we had her there for a moment. But then she finally made it clear that she she was going to politely decline, and I've left her alone. I do think that would have been an interesting conversation, though. That would have been a dynamic conversation. And I honestly was not looking, you know my personality, I wasn't looking for a gotcha moment. I wasn't going to portray her to be some sort of evil no. person. I just wanted to talk about the realistic world of dating at this age and in this day and age and preferences. And, you know, yep. I've got I've got things that are kind of deal breakers for me. So I, I don't I don't hate on anybody that's got deal breakers for them either, even if it's something that people can't control. That's that's true. Yeah, I guess you can't hate uh, for someone that is just following their preferences. But the manner in which they do, it just feels, uh, I don't know, I guess men have been uh, discriminating against women for a long time now. And maybe it's just their turn. part of the great equalization. Um, but it would be funny just to be like, hey, come on for a short conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of this kind of topic, uh, I told you something off air. Yeah, uh, you sent me a video last night uh, of this woman straddling you. We'll get to that. Okay, all right. Uh, but you remember how I told you about how I ended up on that Facebook group? Are we dating the same guy, St. Louis? Yeah, that's right. Well, I got another text this morning informing me that I was back on there. Really? Yeah. Again, posted by an anonymous member. You know what this reminds me of is uh, what was that one? It was like really popular right uh, after you and I like finished school. It uh, the the dirty. Ah, yeah, the dirty. That kind. Yeah. This reminds me of the dirty or something. Yeah. Well, uh, the one that I told you about last week, um, that was the first time that had happened to me, and it was a little bit alarming at first, but it did set my mind at ease. Uh, knowing that most of the comments were people coming to defend my character. Yeah. Um, there was only maybe a, a negative comment or two on it. But uh, yeah, then I was at work this morning. Uh, I got another text saying I was on there again. And it's another screenshot of my dating profile. And this time it just said... Uh, it had my name and it said, just matched with him. Any tea I need to know about ladies. So it was just somebody doing their due diligence. But but still, I just it gives me the ick just kind of knowing that that's floating around out there. Uh, I've actually I've, I've seen somebody two times. We, we've, we've gone on two dates. And I enjoy her company and I would like there to be more dates. So even though there's nothing salacious or anything on this new post, I don't love the idea of it being out there because I know if she, if this one that I'm actually interested in were to stumble on it, it could set yeah. off some alarms that don't need to be set off. Agreed. Agreed. Just the mere, mere presence on it, I feel like is um, not setting off an alarm, but I don't know, like what, what's, I don't know that I agree. It feels icky. And you know how uh, we kind like of wrap well our... print out a background check on yourself and just deliver it on the first date and be like, here's my file. Like, go ahead and read through all of this and then call me in four to six weeks and uh, we'll see if we can set this up again. I really enjoyed our time together. Yeah, it's like trying to get a passport. I need to give her my social security number, a fingerprint record. Seriously, dating, man, I, <laughs> I you're you're out there in uncharted waters. And I will say this too, you know, I, I read you some of the things that were posted in the last time I was put on there. Yeah. And we really had a hard time coming up with a potential suspect just because some of the it things that were posted, yeah. what? It didn't match. It, what the post uh, didn't match anyone that you had been in contact with. Is that right? Right. And then this post this morning said just matched with him. And I will tell you, Luther, um, ever since I've gone on a couple dates with this other one who I am interested in, I have not been active on there. I don't have any new matches. Now, 
you might, your first thought might be, oh, well, then why are they lying? But I actually think that there's a, there's like a buffer from when, because these posts have to be approved by an admin. Right. So that post, I don't know, I don't know when that anonymous person hit post and when it got approved. So I, I'm no closer to knowing who either poster was, but I think there could be a lag from the time it gets submitted to the time where it actually goes up on the site. Cause there's nobody okay. that I have matched with in the last week, because like I said, I've gone on a couple dates with this one nice young lass. And, uh, when I have something that I'm kind of into, I'm just not active on the apps. That's honorable of you. First off. Thank uh, you. Uh, Cause I feel like some dogs out there, like as soon as they finish out a date, they're right back on the app looking for their next one, but that's not you. Um, no. But uh, I'm curious who this admin is secondly. And then also, is it possible that like, yeah, I, I guess what you're saying, like maybe they matched a month ago or something and they're not often on the app. So they just found out that they matched or I, I don't know how that how that works. Yeah, it's it's hard. to It's hard to know any of the answers to those questions. So I think I think it's, it's not, best. It sounds if, like you were probably faring better than most men on that page. I, I would have to assume. Look, I'm not on I'm, I don't uh, I'm not on the Facebook group. I don't know the admin, but it sounds like it's a group, not just for women to support women, but also uh, maybe I'm levying something that uh, is irresponsible here, but also for women to bash men. Yeah, I there's definitely could be something to that. But like there's you said, like femininity to it. Um, but I, I do feel good that, um, like you said, I fared better than most of the guys that make an appearance on there. Um, I have not cheated on anyone in my entire life, let alone recently. I'm not in a relationship with anybody where I could even cheat on them. So, um, yeah, if, if you're listening to this and we have gone on a couple of dates, uh, I'm into you and just know that there's nobody else for me right now. Sweet. Let's talk about the bar last night let's <laughs> because there was a uh just an exceptional visual and i almost screenshot it on my phone so i could i could uh spank to it later on but um it was it was a fairly suggestive uh position that you found yourself in yeah being on a bar and someone um it's like what what do they call it uh not baby birding but robin uh, feeding robin feeding some club soda uh yeah. from their one of their orifices to one of yours yeah that's a fairly accurate description of what you saw in in that in what i sent you yeah what how did this come about what were you guys talking about were you just talking about like uh kinks and you're like this is one of mine and they go well we can fulfill that right now you're actually not super far off from how it all went down. So uh, last night was the TMA end of the year awards and party. Oh, nice. Uh, Which you took, you took home two last year. Yeah. Last year was kind of my coronation on that night. Um, big night for me last year on that night. Uh, so in my time on the show, I don't bring it up often, but when the topic comes up, I am very open about uh, my proclivities. Spit kink. We'll just call it what it is, a spit kink. Yeah. Well, we don't shame that here. And it all started when I saw a TikTok of a guy that took a dry scoop of pre-workout, uh, just scooped the powder into his mouth, and then just his beautiful, beautiful significant other um spit the water into his mouth for him to mix it up and and get the effects of the pre-workout and ever since i saw that video i was something was in, something ar arose within you yeah uh like a switch had been turned on that you didn't know was there right so um 
I've talked about this topic. I'm open about it. I'm fairly open now that I'm not in a, a profession where I have to watch what I say in a public setting. It's a blessing and a curse. But uh, so everybody, everybody in that world kind of knows about my, you use the word proclivity. That's a good word. So this female listener, she's a fan of the show. She and I are friendly. Um, Had you met her before? Yeah, yeah. We've known each other for a little bit now. Okay. And she was at the award show last night, and she came up and she said, uh, hey, these are my friends. Um, and she basically just forced me into a conversation about this kink, if you will, uh, with her friends. And her, her one friend in particular seemed incredibly intrigued by this and we kind of talked through it i kind of asked her some questions on whether you know what qualifies as a kink versus a fetish versus a fantasy and i wouldn't call it a interesting question yeah and i we we kind of determined that it wasn't a fetish because it did I, i don't need it to achieve right um, is that so, the definition of a fetish is, is you need it to, uh, evacuate your orgasm essentially? I don't know that that's the scientific definition, but that's kind of how we labeled it last night. I can appreciate the categorization definitions matter. So then we kind of determined that it would be more of a kink because it's not necessary. It's just kind of preferred. Yeah. But then we also kind of eliminated it from the kink category because it's not something that it had ever happened. So it was more of just a fantasy. Yeah. Excuse me. So we talk about this for a while. I get the feeling that if I asked her politely, she would be down to, to do this, but you know, didn't seem like the time or the place. So just kind of went about my evening. And I was sitting there talking with a couple of gentlemen that I know when all of a sudden this man comes up to me. I don't know him. I had never seen him before. (laughs) And he just says, hey, you see those girls I'm with down at the end of the bar? And I look and it was the girls that I had been talking about this to before. And he goes, I said, yeah. He said, hey, uh, the one in the black wants to spit in your mouth. Are you down? (laughs) oh my gosh and you don't know this guy never seen him before in my life wow what a broker he's a bro he's a fantasy broker so i said let me let me let me think it over let me give that a little thinking yeah and so it was i'm not gonna lie uh it was kind of a delay tactic i was a little taken aback I wasn't sure if that setting was the right setting for this to take place. Uh, well, in your fantasy, it probably didn't occur at the TMA end of year awards, but I assume, I assume. Yeah. So I just kind of, I he goes on his way. I go back over and I'm sitting with uh, Tim and Jackson, the two guys on the show. Yep. Uh, the general manager of Hubbard Radio, who I guess would be considered my boss. Okay. A couple of salespeople. Because you're and, still part-time work for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then another on-air talent from a different station in the building. And I'm just sitting there talking with them. And out of the corner of my eye, I see one of the group of the three ladies coming over and she sits down next to me and she doesn't even beat around the bush. She just says, so my friend wants to spit in your mouth. Are you going to do it or no? (laughs) Oh man. What a world. What a world. So, you know, I'm, I feel like I have to decide in the moment whether into it, like she, like she, this is her, also her fantasy at this point. Yeah, I mean, she I mean, she was more aggressive about it than I would have ever dreamt of being. Uh, so, yeah, she must have. This sounds more like a kink for her. Yeah, yeah. She's done so it. I tell 
so I look at Jackson because Jackson's a young kid, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. And if he, I was kind of like giving him the look, like, is this a bad idea? Like in terms of. <laughs> this is a stranger. Uh, I don't, we don't know each other. Um, and, sh and she sent over two proxies to make sure that it's okay with you. And to be honest, everything you just described was the least of my concerns. My concern was, I know it's a party. Everybody except me is drinking. Um, but is what, it a bad what, idea? I'm in the evening. Are people like two drinks in? Are they three? No. no. This was probably at 9 30, 10 o'clock. It's the night's winding down. Oh, okay. So people people have been getting after it for a, a good happy hour or something like that. Yeah. Okay. My concern was more, is this a bad idea to do in front of these work colleagues, especially the guy who is the, like the general manager of the station? Right. Who is a, a, a he's a dude, but he's also a business guy. Yeah. And not that there's a conversation about me getting hired full time at the moment, but basically he's the gatekeeper of whether I would be yeah. hired on or not. All right. I know and sure enough, Jackson tells me to go for it. So I said, I, I said to the girl, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So then the other girl who's going to participate comes flying over. It's almost like she could hear me from across the bar, like give it the thumbs up. And she's over there and she's like, all right, we doing this? Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I don't drink, so it can't be alcohol. So either water or club soda. She's like, all right, I'll go get a club soda. She did all the legwork. Ah, this, this is a, okay, this is a groupie at this point. Um, she is dying to, uh, she like, she's had this in mind as this is what she's on a mission to do tonight. I think this is premeditated. So she goes and she gets a club soda. And she also asks like a, a manager at the bar if we can get up on the bar top to do it. Cause I thought maybe I would just lay on the floor or something classy. Or sit on a chair and like open your mouth. Yeah, I was also in a brand new white sweater turtleneck, which I didn't want to get all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, next thing I know, I am laying on my back on the bar top and this predator <laughs> is... <laughs> Truly, truly. This predator is sitting on me and takes a big old gulp of club soda and just leans it forward and just spits it into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> how did it make you feel? Uh, I, it was... It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. Okay. All right. So I think it's now a kink. I think there was a couple layers to the exhilaration of it all. I think sure. the anticipation of it and the court, the courting from her, you know, she's courting you. She's again, sending over ambassadors to uh, clear the air. She, she went and got the club soda. She asked the bar manager, this is premeditated. And I think uh, the fact that I was checking something off of a, a kink bucket list, which would be a great title for this episode, the kink bucket list. I was thinking kink fetish or fantasy, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like that too. Uh, but also I think the voyeurism of just how public this setting was, like, I'm not gonna lie. I pictured the first time something like this happened, I would maybe be in a bedroom in the middle of like a sexual right uh, still you'd have like the silk sheets and uh light would be pouring in through the wind the moonlight would be pouring into the window just so and uh yeah it would be very sensual right little did i know however that it would be essentially at a work function uh <laughs> surrounded by both colleagues and superiors <laughs> And listeners, yeah, and strangers, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, it happened. 
Uh, I don't regret it in the slightest. Um, so yeah, that's the video that you received. That's that was how that all came to be. Well, one of the final question I have about this predator is, um, and that is she is a predator, by the way. Make no mistake. Final question I have about her is it looked like she was like trying to kiss you first like like she wasn't going for like a like she like she tried kissing you and then she lifted up and like spitted uh spit it in your mouth so was was she like trying to uh make out at first uh god i i hope the girl i mentioned earlier that i'm kind of interested in doesn't listen to this and put together a timeline uh but yeah <laughs> the first the first go, I was expecting. <laughs> She's not gonna oh, come on. No one's gonna listen to this. Uh, I was expecting oh, oh. her to. What? Go ahead. I have I have something interesting though. But go ahead. I was expecting her to hover over me, and right. like fountain it into my mouth. Right. No, she decided that she was gonna do like mouth to mouth resuscitation first. Then, like, I think she it kind of figured it out. Um. Yeah. So we did two we did two rounds. The first round, she put the club soda in her mouth, leaned down, spit it into mine, and you're right, essentially did aggressively mouth kiss me. Yeah. And I actually spit it back into her mouth. <laughs> And then in the video, you see her kind of lean forward. And I don't remember what was said, but I'm like, I knew that we didn't do it the way that I had envisioned it. So I'm like, let's do it one more time. And then in the second, the second go around, she did hover and then just let it cascade down into my dirty boy mouth. Yeah. And wow. She, yeah, she, um, I think you got a fan. You got a big fan over there. I also, I will say, this girl, although we were introduced and it was brokered by a fan of the radio show, the girl that participated, I am fairly confident, had no idea what TMA was, didn't know who I was. She just stumbled into this kink fetish or fantasy uh, question and just really inserted herself into it. Yeah, I mean, good honor. You know, she's she uh, lets them. She's taken by the moment. Um, I I doubt that she is. Uh, I doubt this is her first instance of getting on a bar and doing. I think th that looked like where she was most comfortable. Like she was ready. She knew exactly how she wanted to do this. And I'm not a hundred percent sure. This is purely speculation on my part. But I think there's a fairly good chance that this group of girls is part of like a a swingers group or like an open relationship group. And I think there's a non-zero chance that the guy that came up to me and said, hey, you see that girl down there in the black? She wants to spit in your mouth. That potentially could have been his partner I don't know that for certain. I could relook at the video, see if she's wearing a ring. It didn't look like she was wearing underwear, but it's hard to tell. I kind of looked at it like the Zapruder film. She was. Yeah, oh. you could like see her panties on her or something. But yeah, it was something. And but it you was know, an explicit video. It was very it would if you put if, if it were to make its way to uh facebook or instagram nah. it would it would it would be flagged and taken down yeah yeah this is something that uh you don't want appearing on the are we dating the same guy st louis yes yeah cool well this this all sounds like just an enriching experience <laughs> it's been in terms of like in terms of that kind of thing, it has been one of the more interesting weeks 
of my adult life. I guess of my whole life, because nothing like that was happening when I was a kid. So we won't get into all that now, but there's yeah. I, yeah. Um wow, I don't even know where we go from there. Uh because that was that was a block material for sure. Um no, the only the only other thing that uh <clears throat> it brought to mind and it has nothing to do with kinks, fetishes, or fantasies is that uh, or maybe it does indirectly. Um, so I listened to this other podcast uh, called Putting On Airs. And these okay. guys are hilarious, but uh, you know, they they get actual fan mail like every week. Yeah, I know how that feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> one of their fan mails was from Dutch or Danish. This could make or break my whole story. Let's just say is in Denmark, all right? Okay. I'm a Denmark uh a fan in Denmark. Shout out Denmark. Uh it is Denmark, right? Like <coughs> uh we're Brussels. Right, Brussels. Belgium. It's Belgium, isn't it? Yeah. God damn. Well, you know, this breaks my whole story, but it may maybe this applies to uh Belgian uh podcast listeners too. Yeah. Apparently their their podcast is really popular, uh, you know, all over the states and everything, but also getting uh, some traction in Europe. And people are downloading their podcast, putting it on a thumb drive, and then sneaking it into prisons. Or if you can get Spotify or something or whatever, Apple Podcasts in prison. Apparently the prison population in Denmark big time podcast listeners because what else they got they've got time right they're just listening to stuff like this yeah so my theory about belgium is i'm thinking maybe we're just maybe we are very popular among belgium or at least brussels prison populations do you have the website open in front of you to check our our data no but i will i'd be interested to know if that trend has has continued or if that was just due to our uh reality tv show season uh, the era we were in uh you could be right you could totally be right let's see our dashboard.rss signing in God, i love our new artwork by the way um yeah that is a good one let's see analytics everyone loves hearing about our analytics while we're on the air um, Three yeah. Fourths Road is still the number one. Yelp <laughs> reviews for people we know is number two. Uh, the Anal Umbrella is number four. That's that was the, a good one. Yeah, top five locations are all in the U.S. Um, and then Brussels, we got eight downloads. You mean eight hundred? I think it's in hundreds. Oh, really? No, but that's what we're gonna say. Yeah, eight. Uh, yeah, eight hundred um brussels mexico city guadalajara uh we got fans in the uk german munich leipzig Tlalpan, mexico are we still uh are we still are we still on uh six of the seven continents um we are one two three four five Yes, I don't believe we've reached Antarctica yet. Yeah, it doesn't look. We have. We just haven't been able to crack Antarctica. Well, New Year, new us, and uh, I say we make it a goal to have a listener in Antarctica and also to infiltrate a uh, European prison. I love that. I love the idea. Um, both of them. Both of them. So. Uh, yeah, let's set that as a uh, an intention for the New Year's to get some sort of Antarctic listener and to infiltrate any European prison. Um, it doesn't matter how severe or, uh, you know, what the motive of the inmate is. Or the sex. Maybe it's a women's prison. Well, let's do this real quick. Maybe this will help uh, in the European prison goal. Um, I'm on excuse me metro.co.uk so your little your choices here are going to come out of the united kingdom 
And I want to know which of these topics you'd like to dive into here in this block. Do you want to heat up your sexting with the OWO technique? Mm. Do you want to hear about shallowing, which is the tantalizing sex act to dive into in 2024? <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. Or do you want to plan the 12 lays of Christmas with some rules for a jolly good time. <laughs> I guess let's go with the 12 plays of Christmas. You got it. Um, and kind of just so we avoid like talking over each other, I'm going to try to keep my eye on you. If you want to ask any questions or anything, just kind of raise your hand. Let me know that you'd like me to, to pause. Nice. All right, so uh, this comes from metro.co.uk, Almara Avgarian. Uh, she's a Metro columnist, and she says, lying on my sofa, nursing a sore head, courtesy of the festive party I hosted the night before, my phone vibrates as a text comes through. It's from an ex-boyfriend asking whether I fancy grabbing a drink. This is potentially, definitely a bad idea. We had a very painful breakup, but after running into each other a few weeks earlier, we are now in the first stages of reassessing our ill-fated romance. I'm feeling a little down because I won't see my family this year, so I invite him over. And just like that, I have broken rule number one of the Christmas shagging season. Don't let the holiday spirit inspire you to bed your ex. Wow, okay. Do you have you I mean, you've been married for a little while now, but is that something people do during the holidays is try to rekindle with X flame? I guess that makes yes. sense. Yes, of course it is. Because that's it's a it's a, it's like it's it's all nostalgia, you know, cuffing it's, season. Well, it's not even it's like <clears throat> it's like you missed the cuff that used to be on you or something. And so you just want to feel that cuff uh once again but yeah yeah i mean i i remember how i remember I've, I've experienced that before i go on to the other rules and yes there are quite a few let me finish my cautionary tale one drink turned into many and we ended up spending the whole day together reminiscing and having sex as if the cliche wasn't bad enough we even watched die hard in bed this all happened over a decade ago and i'm sorry to say the end was more akin to a disaster film than a hallmark happily ever after my ex and I just ended up ripping open old wounds, which were even more painful to close the second time around. The fact it was around Christmas actually made things worse because the, the remainder of the month consisted of an avalanche of photos, videos, and messages of other people having a lovely time while I was dealing with a freshly broken heart. This rule has a subsection too. If you head back to your hometown for the holidays, Try not to let the temptation of sleeping with the one who got away get to you. Now you're getting ready to to embark on uh, Arnold, Missouri here in the next couple weeks. Uh, any thoughts of trying to uh, pick an old Philly out of the segment 03 paddock and see what's up? No, more than anything, I think I'd like to, um, I'd almost like to, uh, I forget her last name, Lineman, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie, Lineman. Lineman, yeah. I think more than anything, I'd like to just see how she's doing and pick her brain because um, I think I I lost like two old flames to her in high school. Uh, and just I just want to see uh, how she's doing because I got to give her props. She I have a, like, I have a spoiler alert for you. Is she okay? I believe she's in a relationship with someone who we used to be rather friendly with. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Well, I'll, we won't have to drop any more names, but... Uh, Chase Fisk. What? I'm pretty sure, dude. I'm pretty sure Chase Fisk and Stephanie Lenneman are an item. Wow. Whoa. Allegedly. I want to put allegedly on that just in case. Yeah. You know, um, I remember uh, in second grade, I wanted to... Um, not second grade. Maybe, uh, maybe it was later than that. But uh, I and I forget what even the relationship was or who it was with. But um, my mom, I remember my mom specifically asking me, "So are you two an item?" And that made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, 
I don't know why that word that word are, are you an item um it's old fashioned it's old fashioned certainly and and it's it's a folksy way to dance around like um are you together um but uh I don't know there's something about that that term that uh just felt very uncomfortable to me at the time but that being uh, said, question, no, just being a happily married man, I'm probably not going to try to rekindle any old flames um, in Arnold, Missouri. I think the mo the biggest flame I want to rekindle is everyone's passion for repainting the water tower green. I think that's a, a noteworthy cause for you to get behind. Who better than you? I, I totally agree. And um, I, I do harbor this one little uh, this fantasy um or call it a kink since i used to have since it used to be green and i i really like it that color i know that i like it that color because i've experienced it that color um so i've got this little kink in my mind that someday i'm gonna figure out how to restore it to its former glory um and i'm gonna there's gonna be uh, there's going to be a trial or at least some sort of a city council thing where, um, you know, someone, maybe, maybe it's my offspring or something like returns in my stead and gives an impassioned speech about how uh, we need to keep it green. And yeah, that I've always uh, kind of had that in the back of my head that like, you know, I'm not going to, what is my bigger purpose here? Like, What's some what's a dent that I can make that um you know you think about your legacy sometimes, right. and um, and maybe that is a worthwhile legacy for me you know obviously I'd love to like own the St Louis Cardinals or something like that but that's that's not that's not a realistic goal in my opinion so like what is real also big I think I could get the water tower painted green I don't know how but I think I could do it I'm shocked that with some of the fucking just absolute meathead idiots that grew up in our hometown that no group of just absolute hill people have like in the cloak of darkness rallied together to try to paint it one night and tried to get away with just painting it back themselves yeah yeah maybe that's what it's going to take is like a stealth overnight uh you know thief in the night type of approach but i do know that that's there's it's surrounded by barbed wire fence ah um, you can't actually go and visit there. We've, we've tried. Uh, you can kind of stand at the base, but you're still like 50 yards away at minimum. That being said, rekindling old flames isn't always a bad idea. I'm not a Grinch and it can have a happy ending. But enter into this danger zone with a clear head. Not when you're drunk, hungover, or high on sugar from eating too many celebrations. Rule number two. I want you to listen to this one. If you're going to have sex with a colleague after the Christmas party, tread extremely carefully. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad someone put that advice out there. I used to work as a bartender in my early 20s, and during a company party, a fellow team member and I were caught fooling around in the stock room. Granted, the hospitality industry is known for being more relaxed about workplace romances, compared to more traditional offices. And although my boss laughed things off, I was still mortified. It didn't matter that it was after hours consensual or that we didn't work in the same nightclub. There were still unintended consequences for me as a woman in particular. Male colleagues whispered behind my back, all the while giving high fives to the man I'd slept with. Misogyny strikes again, but there's a story for a different day. You ever hooked up with a colleague? In college. Yeah. What was the job? Outback Steakhouse. Ooh. Gave her the old blooming onion, huh, mate? Everyone uh, was hooking up with everyone in that job, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, have, what, have you? Uh, I met my ex-wife as a colleague. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, uh, but no, since then, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's should we wrap up the old plug bag? What's the old plug bag? I don't know. I just hear other podcasters say that. Let me get to rule three. Because you get to you get to plug whatever uh, you're working on lately. Usually they're interviewing people, so right. Yeah, we'll we'll do the plug here plugs. in a second. We can do plugs. Yeah. yeah. My related third rule: sex toys, 
from dildos to whips are great, but they are not an appropriate secret Santa present, not even gag gifts, especially if it's going to be open at a public event party or for a colleague. Have you ever, I have actually, I brought a, I was told, this was when I was teaching and I was invited to uh, a, a parent Christmas party and I was told to bring a gift for like a, a rob your neighbor kind of thing. And they told me the dirtier, the better. So you took so, it up. So I went and I bought a inflatable midget sex doll that was marketed as having three realistic holes. <laughs> and I brought that. I brought as the Spanish teacher, I brought this to the parent party. And the first three or four gifts that were opened were the most non-sexual things I'd ever seen in my life. And it's I'm like, thinking- You go scrambling for your gift to throw it out. I'm thinking these bitches set me up. They told me to bring a dirty gift. I got a inflatable midget sex doll and these people the are- like realistic poles. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I brought that to the party that day. It ended up going over pretty well and there ended up being- uh, some other dirty things, but I definitely took the cake with the the most inappropriate. So Senor was really showing out that night. Good for you. You know, you know, guys like you and I, we kind of take things to the max sometimes. If you're gonna do something, you might as well do it as best you can. Worth, if it's worth doing, it's worth beating the shit out of it. Rule four, if you're invited to a festive event, don't treat it as your personal sexual smorgasbord. I know you've had trouble with that in the past. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a problem many of us share. I also have trouble with um, high-fiving uh, my colleagues who I always high-five them right in front of the person that they conquested. So, um, you know, misogyny strikes again. It's natural to meet new lovers through friends, but your mate probably planned this event in advance, especially if it's a dinner. So respect that effort. The sex can wait until the end of the night or till the next day. Uh, okay, good. The fifth rule of the Christmas shagging season is pretty simple. Give up the mistletoe for good. Please stop using this as an excuse to give people an unwanted kiss. If someone really wants to kiss you, the presence of an evergreen shrub will never be the deciding factor. All right. I disregard that rule. Um, not because I agree that mistletoe is... Uh, it should be used as a reason to kiss whoever you want to kiss. I'm just saying, I think it's they're nitpicking there and nobody actually uses a mistletoe. I've never actually seen somebody take a mistletoe seriously. So um, congratulations on filling out uh, one extra rule, but I call bullshit on that one. My final and sixth rule don't forget to have fun. Many people, couples in particular, put pressure on themselves to make this season a super sexy event, but it doesn't have to be. There are plenty of studies out there that suggest Christmas time is one of the on Christmas to be a super sexy event. <laughs> well, if I, if you let me tell you about these studies, all right, I understand Halloween. I get Halloween like it's it's got a reputation for like you know sexy this or sexy that. But I don't know anyone who is like ah christmas um now granted fuck something winter yeah all right winter you get all horned up that's fine but christmas isn't particularly like <laughs> a sexual lightning rod of a holiday missed opportunity if you ask me there are plenty of studies out there that suggest christmas time is one of the most popular times to get down and dirty in the bedroom while research is often helpful in this case ignore the numbers the holidays, Christmas and New Year's included, do not automatically make us horny. That's good. You don't need to dress up for your partner or wear fancy lingerie just because the occasion apparently calls for it. Essentially, sex is not a necessary ingredient for a great Christmas. <laughs> cool. Well, so every everything pretty much that that this writer listed prior to this was pretty much nullified by that last line there if you do fancy some intimacy why not have a cuddle with your partner on the sofa instead there'll be Ooh. plenty of time for sex in 2024 Ooh, have a little cuddle with your partner 
That being said, the festive season can be a great time to get frisky with yourself or others. And if you want to treat it like your very own advent calendar with a sexual partner behind every new door, that's cool too. Again, <laughs> negating fucking everything that this is a female writer, a male writer. What are they? Who? It sounds like a female. This is a female. I feel like she's sending us mixed signals. She is sending. She's opening the door for anything. She she's. A, signaling that she takes a stance against some of these things, but then B, leaving the door wide open for whatever you want, uh, whatever you want to do. 12 days of kinks. She pretty much said, don't fuck a colleague at the work party unless you want to. Yeah, that's cool if you do, though. <laughs> and you know what? Don't kiss someone on the mistletoe. But if, if you do, then so be it. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I got to go, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, that, this right. has been the big hip <laughs> the big hip have a good day merry christmas bye everybody